Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Hi Warren, hope you're doing well. My question today is about whether it's best to invest in an ETF that tracks the S&P 500 or the MSCI world. Um, I've heard some people say that the, the S&P 500 is a very good um, ETF to have, but then at the same time, um, the MSCI world uh, is very diverse and also includes a lot of um, the companies that are in the S&P 500. So yeah, would it be better to um, invest in one of them or would investing in both of them have any merit? Thank you so much. That's a brilliant question that I think a lot of people are facing. You know, we, we, we always read about the world stock markets and, and then most specifically, I think the, the news covers the American stock market a lot. And that makes sense for me because a lot of the world's biggest companies are listed in America and they sell a lot of the products that we actually use all the time. So, you know, anything from our laptops to our phones to, you know, our games and, and a lot of the fashion items and the like, all of those things uh, generally are, are from companies made in, in America for most of us. But uh, my, my problem when you're looking at an S&P 500 ETF versus a world ETF is uh, I think when, you, when you're investing, one of the keys to, to a long-term investments, uh, successful investment career is uh, diversification. And, and the problem with, them, with investing in the S&P 500 is you, you don't get that benefit of diversification as much as you would if you invested in the world markets. And while the American economy is the biggest and some of their companies uh, certainly represent the biggest engines of growth, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, that those are the only ones in the world that will give you capital growth over long periods of time. So for me, I, I prefer to, to, to invest in a very diversified world uh, in index rather than a very specific American index. Uh, it's important to understand there as well that, you know, when you invest in the world index, you are getting about, uh, about 50 to 60% of your exposure is to the American markets anyway. So, so I would I would caution against just the S and P five hundred. I I would do something, you know, either uh, something called the all country world index or a total world index. Uh, and the reason for that recommendation is that that also includes em emerging markets as part of your global exposure. And and I think you know we need to be in in emerging markets as well when we make these long term investment decisions. Hello, honest money. I have a scenario that I would love to hear Warren's thoughts on. So I have a paid-off house, which I'm looking at selling because the house no longer um, suits our needs and I'd like to move to a different suburb. So basically, um, once I've sold the house, my plan is to rent and to invest the money from the sale and then also to contribute monthly into an investment. And like I have a seven-year plan that I'd like to double the the million rand that I'm going to invest and then um, hopefully use that money to purchase a home. Now when I tell people that idea that I have they often say to me but for the next five to seven years I'll be renting and paying somebody else's bond and um, that that is a waste of money when I have such a good deposit to put down. But I just feel that if I had to take um, the money that I have currently and buy a home, I'd have to take a bond to top up to get the type of home that I want, which I would end up 
paying a bond for 20 years. And what I'd really like to have is financial freedom and not um, not be having any debt and have like a, a fully paid up house in the next 10 years. So I would love to, to know what you think of my plan and then what you think of the advice other people have given me and sort of which route you would say I follow. Thank you so much. Gee, I really love this question. You know, if, if you're in a position where you've, you've you know, had the financial discipline to buy a house, um, you know, to, to get to the point where you've managed to pay off the bond, and are you you're looking to upgrade your house over over the, the next few years or you know even next decade or so? Um, you know you're, you're in a really wonderful position of of being able to make smart choices from a position of strength, uh, and and so you, you know to, to your point around your question. You know, do, do you sell your house that you've got now, use the money um, as a big deposit on, on, a, on a new home soon and, and then get a mortgage for the balance and, and pay off that, that mortgage or that home loan, uh, you know, for, for the next few years until the point when it's paid off and then you're, you know, you're, you're debt free again. The alternative is, uh, you, you know, do you, as you, as you were saying, you know, do you take the money that you've taken from the, from the sale of this house? You invest it for a period of, of seven years. Um, you know, keep adding to that money every month while while you're saving, and then use use that uh, th- that money from the house plus the growth plus the the extra money that you've put in, and get to the point where where you can then afford to buy your kind of dream home with with cash. And I I think it's important to start by saying you know there there isn't going to be one answer that suits everybody. So. Asking for opinions from your friends and, and, and you know, other people who don't live your life and don't have your priorities, you know, it's important to just give a context to their view and, and their opinion. They, they, they don't have your priorities. And so, you know, I, th- I think, you know, understanding that when you invest money on day one, uh, l- let's say you take a million rand and you invest it, in, you know, if, if you invest it in the, in the stock market, the hope is that over the next five or 10 years, that it will, it will double in, in value over, you know, as, let's say, you know, be more realistic, seven to 10 year period. Um, and, and, and understanding also that, uh, you, you know, when you're investing, that you're using compound growth in your favor. In other words, you know, what, whatever money go, gets added to the initial investment that you've put in, it's, it's growing again, not, not against you, but in your favor. Whereas if you borrow money, you go and borrow a million rand from the bank, on day one, you, you have compound interest growing against you because now, you know, at the end of the first month, uh, you know, the bank says, okay, you owed us a million rand at the start. Uh, you know, that's now gone up to, you know, a million and 10,000 rand or whatever the number will be. Uh, and then it's up to you uh, as, their, as their clients to then try and pay down that interest that you owe them and try and pay off a little bit of capital. But for as long as you've got that bond, you've got compound interest growing against you. And and that for me is is really tricky. You know, I, I don't like having banks uh, having having growth at my expense. I, I want to be an investor where I have compound growth uh, working for me. So if you're in the same position, you know, th- then it's not such a crazy idea to say, well, hang on, I've got to pay it up house. I'm going to take the proceeds. I am going to pay rent, uh, and I'm going to invest that money wisely and and carefully, and then add to it every month. And and there will be a day when whether it's in five years or seven years or ten years, where that growth will actually uh, you know work for you and will actually be in a position where you can sell uh, you know sell out that investment and buy a home cash. I I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea. Uh, 
there are, there are lots of tricks with with investing and and things just to be careful of you know and the, and the one is you know just make sure that uh, you know you you stay committed to your goal of of saving every month you know and adding to that investment that you that you've been building up you can't you can't just take your 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 foot off the accelerator of saving but but certainly then you are using compound growth in your favor there will be other people who are not financially disciplined who will you know if they don't have a bond every month it'll become easy for them just to spend the money and you know and and they should be saving every month but they they they'll find good reasons why why they need to spend the money on on whatever it is you know and stuff that's not going to grow so so i think i like your strategy uh, it it certainly wouldn't uh, work for every single kind of uh, of personality with with money you know there are people that are not disciplined um, but would commit to a bond and, and maybe those are the people that should sell the the current house take the the money put it into a new house with a bond and and then stick to the discipline of of paying off the bond but if you are disciplined and you know how to to save and how to invest over long periods of time i i i really don't think it's a bad idea at all and i wish you all the best Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. 